You're listening to The Rant. Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. You're listening. So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. You fucking crazy man. You sound insane. Do you realize that? To, to the rant. I speak jive. Oh, good. I've been saying it. I've been saying it for 10 damn years. Ain't I been saying it, Miguel? Huh? I've been saying it. You are listening to The Rant with David King. yelled too loud in the mic. I just got a warning from my sound recorder that it went into the red, and I apologize. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the red. I'm your host, David King. It's good to be here with you on this Tuesday, the 25th of April. Boy, I'm in a freaking good mood. You are too. Lots to talk about today. We have news from Fox. We got news from CNN. We've got news from Anheuser-Busch and a few other things. Tucker Carlson, Don Lamont, Don Lamont, the little bitchy boy over there at CNN. We'll get to that. Lots and lots and lots to talk about. I'm in a great mood today. I just want to keep playing the rock music. I don't even want it to end. You know what I mean? just want to keep going. You know, I just want to rock out and have just such a good time. I I had a fantastic weekend. I was at a golf trip. If uh, Went on a week-long golf trip last week. It's one of the reasons why you didn't hear from me on this episode, this podcast. Uh, so I'm just, I'm feeling good. I just want to rock out, you know, let's do it. It's my podcast and I'll do what I want. Boys and girls, here it comes. Welcome to the Rant, everyone. I'm your host, Tim. Yeah, yeah. 
That should be my intro. I need to find a way to to get some rights to that. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I was on a golf trip last week. It's fantastic. Let's just melt your face right off your skull. You know what I'm saying? Okay, 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 okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I just blew out your speakers in your car, your headphones. You're now deaf. You have tinnitus worse than you had it before, and I apologize. Oh, went on a golf trip last week. Uh, we went to French Lake, Indiana for a few days, played some great golf, and then we went up to Michigan to play in the Frostbite Open uh, golf tournament uh, that my father puts on. He's been doing it for 25 years. Uh, it benefits blind children and disabled kids over at Pennington Center in Michigan. It's a great, great, uh, it's a great place place over there that takes good care of the kids and uh, the tournament itself is really good uh it's been going on for 25 years like i just said my dad and his buddy mike crack has started it uh we're going to talk about that more but not on this podcast you'll have to go over to the golf king podcast that's right ladies and gentlemen if you haven't heard about the golf king podcast you should go check it out uh if you search my name david king it'll probably pop up the Golf King podcast is all things golf. It's going to be centered around the Golf King Live YouTube channel, which I'm currently in the process of setting up. So if you want to hear about the French Lick uh, experience and then also the Frostbite, we're going to be interviewing uh, my father and his friend. Uh, we're going to be doing that this week. I don't know what day is yet. It probably won't post, though, until next week, more than likely, but it may post this week. Uh, my, me and my father-in-law were the ones who went up there. My father-in-law is a big sports writer, golf writer for Golf Georgia Magazine, GSGA stuff. Um, and so he came up and experienced it as well. So he'll be joining me as well on the podcast and talking about all that. Uh, really excited about it. So go check out the Golf King uh, podcast. You can follow me there. If you love golf, that is going to be a good co- uh, podcast to follow. It will We'll be doing everything from uh, we'll heck, uh, the week before. Last, we were covering the Masters. Uh, we were covering the Masters pretty well up until we had some technical difficulties with my equipment. Uh, I'm really hoping that this podcast goes well uh, because we had, we had, that's another reason why I didn't do a podcast for the rant uh, in such a long time. It's been a couple of weeks. And so uh, before I go off on that rant, go to the Golf King. If you love golf, if you want to hear the latest news on golf, the latest product information, Reviews, course reviews, all things centered around that. Golf King podcast. That's Golf King, K-I-N-G podcast. And follow us there. You can also hear about the Frostbite Open, our experience. It's pretty crazy. And we're going to get deep into that. It was, But it was a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, I didn't do a rant uh, last week because I was out of town. And then I didn't do a, a rant the week, really the week prior. And the, the reason why was because I was having uh, equipment issues. I don't know why. Um, I, I don't even really know if it's fixed. I'm hoping that it is, but the road roadcaster, uh, motherboard that I record to, uh, we were doing a live recording. My father-in-law was at the masters. He was, he was there for, as a, as a media person. 
so he was writing about it and all that stuff. But he would call in in the evening, and we'd just talk about the, the day and the things that's happening there on the ground at, the, at Augusta and try to get a little inside baseball. And, uh, yeah, so we recorded it. Went great. It was a great Great uh, podcast, great interview. I went to upload the audio, and it sounded like a robot underwater. Don't know why. I got none of that feedback. Uh, I wear headphones uh, when I'm doing a podcast. Uh, Even if I'm not doing it with another person, I always wear the headphones because I get feedback. I can hear how my audio sounds, how my level sound, how how it's coming through my headphones is generally how it's going to sound uh, when you listen to it. And for whatever reason, I got nothing, no feedback like that at all. So it was, it was quite strange. Um, and needless to say, we couldn't use the, couldn't use the audio and that by podcast never got dropped. So it was very frustrating. I've got to figure out how to, and again, this is all new to me too. I, I produce my own show. I edit my own show. All the, all the sound you hear is edited by me. All the clips are brought in and edited by me. All the artwork is done by me. I do everything. I'm not saying that to toot my own horn and to brag, but the, I say that because I'm doing all this stuff and, and some of it is, is a learning curve. So I'm trying to find a way to do a backup audio so this doesn't happen again, especially with interviews. The last thing I want to do is interview somebody and then the whole audio does not sound good. That would be bad. Uh, well, it's already happened. Uh, thankfully, it was my father-in-law. It wasn't such a big deal. But uh, nonetheless, that's why we haven't really posted anything. I and mean, like I said, I was out of town. But I'm back now and we're ready to do this. Yes, for those of you asking, part 11 of the Walking Dead special is coming. Uh you know, 22, 24 episodes, however many episodes that, that special was. Um, let me look real quick. I got it up here. Oh, I, it doesn't tell me. Oh, yeah, 24. Yeah, so 24 episodes. It's a lot. And, you know, it, it, it's basically like doing a report on these things. And, and I have not had the opportunity to just really hone in on it. So that is coming. <laughs> I want the final episode to be kind of special too. I don't want it to just be like flying through the season and just make it about just simply just that. I like to talk about the overall experience of from season one to 11, what we learned, what we can take away from the walking dead, the pros, the cons, you know, all of that. So it's going to be a big deal and and I want it to be a big deal. And so that's coming. Uh, but yeah, oh, I had a friend send me this. Uh, we'll get right into all of it because we got things to talk about. We got to talk about Don Lamont, and we got to talk about Tucker. Some big news with Tucker Carlson. If you haven't heard already, we'll get into that in just a moment. But my buddy sent me this uh, from Pete Buttigieg. Let's turn Underpass off. was constructed such that a bus carrying. Mo- Hold on, let me. I don't know if I can send this back. All right, anyway, let's just go ahead and play it, and we'll go from there. Mostly black and Puerto Rican kids uh, to a beach, or it would have been, uh, in New York was, was designed uh, too low for it to pass by. But that obviously reflects racism that went into those design choices. Um, I don't think we have any. If an underpass was constructed such that a bus carrying mostly black and Puerto Rican kids uh, to a beach, or it would have been, uh, in New York was, was designed uh, too low for it to pass by, but that obviously reflects racism that went into those design choices. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, enough of the, the moron. So that's Pete Buttigieg talking about how bridges are racist. Um, I, I don't... 
I don't understand it. I, I, I don't understand the media, uh, the legacy media, the journalists. Like, nobody pushes back on these people. You know, the, this guy comes on there and tells you that a bridge was built in such a way that the underpass wasn't tall enough to let the buses that carry predominantly black and Hispanic kids to get underneath so they couldn't get to the beach or wherever it was they were going. The, the first question I would ask, the first thing I would say is, well, why? How do you know? Like, how do you know that this bridge was specifically built to prohibit black kids on a bus from getting to 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 another location? How do you know that this bridge was built in such a way to prevent black and Hispanic kids from getting to the other side of that bridge to get? They can't go under it because the bus doesn't fit. So they, you know, first of all, that's an insult to black and Hispanic people because it's it's implying that there's no way for you to get to point B. Because you cannot do anything, you cannot ride on another vehicle other than this specific bus that does not fit under this this bot. Do you realize how ridiculous that sounds? Well, black and Hispanics only ride on one type of bus. We know this. And so we're going to build a bridge to, to, to block them from getting to this other side. Pete Buttigieg is a moron. Uh, he's an idiot. Uh, he's just another one of the mass of mouth breathers that work in DC for Joe Biden, the drooling brain dead president of the United States, illegitimate president. I might add, um, he's just a moron. He's a, he's an idiot. And, and Pete Buttigieg can't, I don't know, you know, maybe instead of talking about bridges being built by racist white men, with no evidence whatsoever to prove your point. How about we focus on, I, I don't know, transportation. Let's focus on the, 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 the airports not shutting down because the FAA software, you know, lags out times out, you know, how about we focus on that? How about we how about we lower the train derailments in the United States from 1200 a year to, you know, less than a hundred. How about we work on that? But no, you, every time you ask Pete Buttigieg a question, He'll find some opportunity to bring race in, involved in it. The guy's a clown. He's a mouth breather. He's an idiot. Uh, he's a race baiter. That's what he is. He should not be taken seriously. Nobody should even listen to this guy anymore. He should be fired. He should have been fired a long time ago. Um, and the more he opens his mouth, the more it's an indictment on him as a person. He's a complete fool. And for that, we should ignore him. And I'm going to. Speaking of fools... People who say dumb stuff. Remember Don Lamont said this? People, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What are you that's talking about? That's not according to me. Prime for what? The look I, on I, her depends. face. It's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll say, if you, look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s, and 40s. I don't necessarily. 40s. Oh, I got another I'm not decade. saying I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that, you know, politicians aren't in their prime. You need to qualify. Are you talking about prime for like child bearing or are you talking about prime for being president? Yeah, I'm just saying what the facts are. You you know, I mean, if you Google it, you know, I mean, I don't, I'm not, don't kill the messenger guys. I'm just a, you know, just, just look it up. It's the, it's the, it's the, the age old saying when you, someone tells you something. They're like, they want to pretend like it's factual. They're like, yeah, man, like 75% of, 
of uh, of of cow farms produced you know enough methane and we're gonna die in five years the oceans are gonna rise we're all gonna die and you're like oh uh, wait what like and then you, you try to push back on it they go you just google it yeah you know if you just google it you'll see how it's true uh-huh no <clears throat> uh don lamont's an idiot um you know what i first this is ob- that's obviously old news um, but the when he said that it just came across to me. It's like Don Lamont gets, he gets the message down from the shot callers that it's, he is to go against a conservative Republican, no matter what, right? Like you could have, you know, Jesus himself could come back as a Republican. Uh, and Don Lamont would find a way to, to say something bad about Jesus. You know what I mean? Like that's cause he has to, Right. And that's what it felt like. It was just like, okay, he's stretching to find something bad to say about Nikki Haley. We could probably find a million other things that we all disagree with Nikki Haley on. Uh, but this guy's such a clown. Uh, he, he absolutely cannot pos- He positively cannot in any way, shape or form agree with somebody who's a, a Republican or a conservative. But then I later read and found out that actually, no, Don Lamont's a sexist. Uh, he's also a racist. We already knew that. He's a huge racist. He's a race baiter. He's just like Pete Buttigieg. He's a complete freaking moron. Um, he used to not be that way. It's funny because you can go back to his his kind of OG original CNN clips and you'll see that he was a lot more, I would say he was more moderate than than he was now. He's, he kind of became very radicalized at CNN. Of course, all of them do. It's just because that's what they get told to do. They get told what you can say, what you can't say. You, you have to go against this guy or that person. And it's very similarly, it's similar to the same at Fox News. There's no doubt about that. I know there's probably people listening right now screaming, oh, Dave, what about Fox News? It's like, yeah, I know. It's the same thing, right? If you're at Fox, you're, you're, you're supposed to hate Democrats. And it's one of the reasons why I don't watch any of them anymore i don't watch fox news i don't watch cnn um i do watch newsmax i will admit uh, i like newsmax i do know there's a bias in newsmax and i'm fine with that because i can see it and i understand it i take it all with a grain of salt um i don't even watch that very often my my news doesn't really come from newsmax as much either um so it's one of those things where you you know legacy media the mainstream media companies they're no longer reliable they're no longer in, in your corner, whether you're a, a Democrat or a Republican, conservative or a liberal, they're not in your corner anymore. They're they're there to push an agenda. They're there to essentially promote fear porn uh, more often than not. And so that's that's one of the reasons why I've stayed away from it. So yeah, you know, Fox News does that. The only person I ever watched uh, on Fox News was Tucker, and we're going to get to his situation here in a minute. Um, so Don Lamont said all that. And listen, we didn't, I didn't need to know that Don Lamont was a sexist, uh, racist, like race baiting human being to know that he's just not good. His rating sucked. Uh, he, you know, he, he got, he had, his ratings were so bad on primetime that he got moved from primetime to the morning to, to do a morning show. And he was trying to say that, oh no, this wasn't me being demoted. This is just a new opportunity for me. It's like, no, you were being demoted. Right. The, the let's let's face it. They they didn't want they can't fire you because you're a black gay man. You check all the boxes of affirmative action. Uh, HR sweats when you come in there. 
because they know that they have to bow and bend to your ever becking call. They can't just simply go, Don, you are absolutely abysmal on TV. You're fired uh, because then you'll more than likely come at them with some sort of race crime or say, you'll say that because you were gay or black, this is why you were fired, blah, blah, blah. So CNN has to build a case, right? They have to give you as many opportunities to succeed before they can fire you. You know, you're not Chris Cuomo where you're just like, you're out, you know, you're a white guy. We don't care. We don't need to have a reason to fire you. You're just gone. Um, and I'm not saying that was the case for Chris Cuomo. I'm just using him as an example. Uh, this article here says we've got some great news though with Don Lamont. So he gets, he gets sent down to the morning show where he completely just implodes on himself. Cannot work with these two female co-hosts clear as day, very sexist, very rude. There's been, uh, His female counterparts have said that they don't like working with him. They want to limit their time with him. He's very rude. He's lashed out at them. He's a prima donna. Real shocker there. Um, So here we have uh, an article on Just the News. CNN host Don Lamont said his agent told him Monday that CNN terminated him after 17 years at the outlet, but the network did not take responsibility for the host's departure. After 17 years at CNN, I would have thought that someone in management would have had the decency to tell me directly. At no time was I ever given any indication that I would not be able to continue to do the work that I have loved at that network. Lamont wrote in a statement he posted on Twitter. It is clear that there are some larger issues at play. Yeah, the issue is you suck. The issues are you have zero ratings. The issues are nobody's buying what you're selling, bro. Everybody knows you're so full of shit that nobody wants to listen to you anymore. They just don't care. You're not likable. That's another thing. Like you could say what you want, but there has to be a likability to you. And Don Lamont is not a likable person. I I can, I pull, I had that clip. I could go back and in, into the archives and find all of the times where Don Lamont was just a Royal prick to somebody. Someone makes a joke. He's not, he's like, yeah, it's not funny. I know like one guy called him like Don lemon, easy, keep it squeezy. He's like, listen here, Don Lemon Easy, keep it squeezy. And Don Lemon's like, hold on, no, no. My mom didn't uh, name me Don Lemon Squeezy, keep it easy. It's just Don Lemon. Go on. And he got, the guy goes, oh, okay. It's like, dude, stop being such an uptight prick. That's why people don't like you. Because first off, you can't take a joke. I Listen, if there is, I have a marker. There is a marker for me. And th- this comes from my time in the Marine Corps. Um, if, if I can't bust your balls... I don't want to hang out with you. Like if you can't take a joke, I don't want to hang out with you. You know what I mean? Like I want to hang out with people who are like Dave Chappelle. Like they can crack jokes. Nobody's going to get offended. We can all have a good time. We can all make, we can all crack jokes about each other. We can all self-deprecate. It's fine. And laugh and keep going on. Like those are the people that I hang out with. If you are one of those folks where if I crack a joke or I make a joke about you or something else and you just immediately get offended, I'm not, I'm not even going to want to be around you. I don't want to be around you because you're not going to be any fun because now I've, everybody's got to be on eggshells around you because you your feelings are going to get hurt. Nobody wants to be around that, especially when it comes to other men. Women, I'm a little more, I have a little more leeway with because women can be, women are different than men. They're just, it's just the way it is. So some women can be a little bit more reserved and emotional. Fine. Fair enough. I don't care. Like I can give them some leeway, but if I'm going out and hanging out with guys and none of these dudes can take a joke, I, I'm, I'm not, do, I'm just, no. And Don Lamont is that kind of person. Like you could see it. The way he acts, the way he conducts, he's so full of himself. It's ridiculous. Like, bro, get, get off your high horse. So he had no idea, according to his tweet, uh, that he was going to be fired. 
It's like, bro, you you had to have known that your 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 end was near. Like you you get kicked off prime time, which is where everybody wants to be in the business, right? You get sent to a morning show with two other hosts. You're not even no longer the single singular host. So the CNN's like, you are not capable. You're not capable of being in prime time, but you're also not capable of hosting your own show. You need backup. We need to put you with some people that are going to be to help you be more interest, interesting, maybe even more likable. And that ends up blowing up in your face. You were put on leave for the comment that Nikki Haley is out of her prime. Like most women are out of their prime by their 40s. Like the heck are you saying? Tell that to my wife. My wife is in her uh, later 30s and that woman's nowhere near her prime. She's just getting started. That woman is like a freaking tsunami. It's just building up steam before that wave hits the shore and takes everything out. Like my wife is nowhere near her prime. Like, dude, you are such a, uh, uh, just Google it, Google it. Okay. Whatever. So he had no idea. He had, he had, he had no, no idea that he was going to get fired. CNN said it parted ways with Lamont, Don Lamont. And it said, CNN said that uh, Don will forever be a part of the CNN family. And we thank him for his contributions over the past 17 years. CNN CEO Chris Light said after Lamont's departure, we wish him well. And we will be cheering him on in his future endeavors. What future endeavors? He, he might be good enough for MSNBC. I mean, uh, a pile of steaming crap is, is, is good enough for MSNBC. That's about what they have over there. They have... Joy Reid, another race baiter. Maybe he can get a. Maybe he can co-host with her. And they can just lash out at each other and say uh, sexist, bigoted things and, and race bait everybody. Uh, that might work out really, really well. Who knows? Uh, his termination comes after a Variety published. So this is this is interesting because this is where I, I learned a little bit about how Don Lamont's actually kind of a prick and he's really an awful human being. Uh, his termination comes after Variety published an article earlier this month alleging Lamont had a history of issues with female his female colleagues. Of course, he did. He's home. He's gay. He hates women. Uh, he has a co-host of CNN this morning. He was a co-host of CNN this morning with uh, Caitlin Collins and Poppy Harlow. These two women are far more interesting than he was. I think these, those two are the only ones that really need to be on that show. Uh, you know, so but whatever. Lamont uh, was absent from the show for several days earlier this year after he had said Republican president candidate Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. He returned to the network after receiving training. So uh, the, the article in Variety's piece, it was published on Wednesday detailing a detail that Lamont's alleged history of tensions with his female colleagues call him a diva-like. The anchor reportedly has had hostile exchanges with many of the network's major figures. Among them, uh, Soldad O'Brien, Nancy Grace, and Kyra Phillips. Following the article's release, Business Insider reported that an uh, apoplectic lemon had consulted attorneys about a potential suit. Sources close to Lamont uh, told the outlet that the network was sticking by him. One suggested that Lamont would not sue because more damaging information might emerge from a deposition. In other words, like, yeah, you don't want to sue, bro, because they've got they've got a laundry list on you. Uh, it, yeah, so no surprise there that he got fired. Um, he wasn't very good. Uh, to say the least, he was pretty terrible at his job. Uh, he was very... He was very alienating um, and just unlikable. I, I just don't know. I've never met anybody who went, yeah, man, I love watching Don Lamont. Uh, and I know you're saying, it's Lemon. Stop saying Lamont. That's insulting. No, I'm doing that on purpose. If you if you couldn't figure it out. Uh, and I would say, I, I would love it if he was still on the show. And if I, if I came on, I would literally call him Don Lamont. And I, and I would, 
I know that would just bug the shit out of him so much because he's such an uptight prick. I would do everything I can to get under his skin just for just because it's fun. Screw him. You know, screw you if you can't take a joke. Anyway, the joke in this in this situation is you, Don. You're gone. Bye. Uh, you know, it's sad. It's kind of like uh, Stelter. You know, when he got fired from CNN, we were all, you know, it was bittersweet because, you know, he's a clown too. He was horrible. But at the same time, he provided so much entertainment for all of us because we could watch this and get great sound bites and clips from them and laugh our asses off to the dumb things that came out of their mouth. But unfortunately, those days are coming to an end as CNN is starting to realize that, oh, we're supposed to make money uh, here and we we can't be a propaganda network for forever and we should probably get some better talent. And so... They're cleaning house over at CNN. It's only a matter of time. Don Lamont only stayed on, like I said, longer than Chris Cuomo and Stelzer because, well, Lamont's black and he's a gay man. And so it's not easy for you to fire those two people. It's just the society that we live in. I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing, I guess. I don't know. It's there to protect them. Uh, at one time, I think it was uh, there for good reason. I don't think we need it anymore. I think we're well past that in this country. I think we all get along pretty well. Um I think when it's an obvious racist situation, it's pretty easy to uh, expose that and you don't need to really worry about, uh, you know, trying to, I don't know, check boxes and do all that nonsense. But anyway, that's why he, that's why he didn't go away right away. You know, if this was 10, 12 years ago, CNN would have cleared house. They would have got rid of Don. They would have got rid of Seltzer. They would have got rid of Cuomo and whoever else. They all would have been gone in a heartbeat. Same day, cleared, cleared house, no problem. You know what I mean? But now, but with all this sort of red tape, they tried to they they gave him enough, they gave him enough rope to hang himself, and he he did it. He just completely collapsed on that morning show. In related news, and onto the thing that we actually give a damn about, someone who's not uh, talentless, who isn't an uptight a hole who actually is likable, which is one of the reasons why he had the highest rated primetime show in the, in America, possibly even globally. I'm not even sure how he compared globally over 3 million viewers a night. Uh, well, not a night. I think that would be his totals. He had over 300,000 a night. I think it was like 350, 380,000 viewers per night. Uh, at a given time. And that's that's the way they do all these things is kind of strange. Either way, he had the highest rated show. He had more people watching his show than anyone else on Fox. He had more people watching his show than anyone else on any other network. It wasn't even close. He was outdoing. Uh, he was outperforming all the late night comics. That's like Seth Rogen, uh, Jimmy Fallon, uh, that other douchebag. What's his name? Stephen Colbert, the world's biggest douche. Uh, he was outperforming all of them. This guy was a gold mine for Fox News. And somehow Fox News uh, announced that Tucker Carlson and them will be parting ways. Now, it's not clear that Tucker got fired. It looks like they may have just had an agreement, a gentleman's agreement that he is parting ways. We're not really too sure about everything. We are getting kind of tidbits now. This this dropped yesterday on Monday. When it did drop, we had no information whatsoever other than we knew that Friday was Tucker's last show. He would not be coming back. We didn't really know why. Uh, We have an article here from Just the News. Fox News host Tucker Carlson is leaving the network 
the cable TV network announced Monday. That was yesterday. Uh, Carlson's last show on the network was Friday. Starting Monday, Fox News Tonight will air in place of Tucker Carlson Tonight, which have been one of the network's top primetime shows since its 2016 launch. Fox News Tonight will be led by rotating Fox contributors until a new host is named, the network said. Uh, the network says here, we, we thank him for his service to the network as a host and prior to that as a contributor. Fox News also said about Carlson's departure, it, it is unclear why Carlson is departing or is parting ways with the network, but... People familiar with the matter told Los Angeles Times that Fox Corporation Chairman Rupert Murdoch ordered the host to be fired. Uh, Carlson's departure from the network is related to former producer Abby Grossberg's discrimination lawsuit, the sources also said. Uh, Grossberg claimed in her lawsuit that while working for Tucker Carlson tonight, she endured a work environment that subjugated subjugated women based on vile sexist stereotypes and that Carlson made derogatory comments towards women. Uh, more than likely, uh, knowing what I know about Tucker and listening to him off the air, he's done a lot of kind of one-on-one interviews with people. You know, they were probably just jokes, and like I said, she they, they went over like a turd in a punch bowl with her. It's just who she is. I, I know there's, I have worked with women in the Marine Corps that are are just ruthless when it comes to busting balls and making comments. Um and they'll, you know, you can dish it to them and they will rip you right back and everybody will crack up and we'll all have a good time. And likewise, I worked with women in the Marine Corps who were not like that at all. They were very much like uptight. You don't say that to me. You will not make those kinds of comments and everybody has to keep their mouth shut. The funny thing about that, I had a, there was a female Marine that I worked with and we could always crack jokes with her and we would make jokes about like, you know, go, it's, it's getting to be child time. Don't you have sandwiches to go make for everybody or something like that? And, you know, she'd rip right back at us. Like she, she'd just laugh and just, she'd crack another joke at us and we'd all, we'd all have a good time. And, and, and basically what that says to us is like, okay, she's, she's willing to take a joke. She's willing to dish it out and take it. She's, she can, she can hang with us. Everything's good. You know, uh, you kind of, learn about a person's personality when you, when they can self deprecate or they can take a joke or, 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 or they can very quickly throw one back at you ball busting, as I like to say. And, and then when you have the opposite of that, where there's a woman who's like, Oh, they're being sexist because they made a sexist joke or something. Nobody wants to be around them. You know, I would sit back and, and watch and, and just kind of pay attention to how people would act. Like nobody wants to hang out with that person. They weren't asked to come hang out after work. They weren't, they, they get kind of, they get orders and then they get pulled, they get kind of, they get pushed as far away from the group as possible. They get ousted because nobody wants to be around someone who's going to be uptight and, and just whiny and, and angry and upset because someone made a joke. It's like, get over yourself. It's a joke. If you can't learn to laugh, then what's the point? And nobody wants to be around that. It's highly unproductive. And that's probably what this was. Um, you know, I, that's, you can't make a joke anymore in the workplace. You can't crack. You can't, you can't make a, a joke about race. You can't make a joke about someone's sex. You can't make any, you can't say anything at all. And, and if you do, then someone's going to come at you with a lawsuit. And especially if there's an opportunity for this person to get in the limelight, or if they can get a little bit of money, if they can get something out of it, they're going to very quickly put a lawsuit on you and, they're going to get their five minutes of fame. And that's probably a lot of what this is. I have, I really doubt that this is the reason why Tucker was asked to leave. Um, 
it's it's not like he was groping a woman. This isn't the same thing as the allegations against Bill O'Reilly. It's not really the same thing as the allegations against um, Cuomo, where he was making like he was hitting on women. He was forcing himself on women. Uh, Tucker, if if all Tucker did was say something like a stereotype, I I, I could see him being written up for that. But I, I I would I would doubt that Fox News would honestly fire their number one rated host. Uh, and it's not even close. Like nobody even comes close to Tucker's show. It's what, that's the crazy thing. You can love him or hate him. I don't care how you feel about Tucker. His show was outperforming everybody on every network, even outside of its demographic and its, its category of what it, what it is. Like the, like I said, the late night comedy shows would kill to have Carlson's numbers. It's not even close. And if you think that they're going to get rid of that because he said something like, Getting the, for all we know, he could have been like, "Aren't women supposed to be in the kitchen? What are you doing here?" Like it could have been that, you know. I mean, I don't know. Like you could, but that's offensive and terrible. You should never say that. Okay, fine, fair enough. Then just write the guy up or slap him on the wrist. And say, hey, man, don't don't say those kind of comments to 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 little Mary Sue Grossberg because she gets her little feelings hurt. Uh, and then Tucker's probably like, "Yeah, let's fire her because I don't want to work with people who are." highly sensitive like that. And I wouldn't either I'd just move on, like just get over it. Say something back to me. Give, give me some shit back. Like that's how it works. You know, if you're not listen, if you're listening to this right now and you're in an environment where you're like, everyone busts my balls. They're always calling. They're always giving me a hard time and I don't like it. And I tell them, please stop, but they don't stop. It's because they, you are going through a trial. Every man will go through this. If you're a man and you're listening to this, especially women, you don't go through this as much. This is more of a man thing. And I know women are rolling their eyes going, oh, man, you guys have the weirdest things. Fine. Fair enough. But men, when you walk into a job site, like let's say you're in the skilled trades and you're walking into a job site with a bunch of other men, and these guys don't know you from Adam, they are going to find out if you are capable of hanging around them. They are going to find out just who you are. They are going to test you. It's part of it. You could th- you can you can say it's archaic. You could say it's animalistic. You could say it's barbaric. I don't care what word you want to use. But that's just the way it is. That's life. Whether you like it or not, that's the way the world works. We all do it to some degree. Some people, like my buddy Marco Martinez, who was in the Marine Corps, he was a real ball buster. This guy would piss you off. Like he he had a great way of getting under your skin. You just had to learn to deal with it. And I remember when I first met him, I just thought he was the world's biggest asshole. And I had the hardest time being around him. But I started to learn like, oh, okay, this guy... He wants me to participate in what he is doing. He's, he's busting my balls. Yeah. He's kind of making fun of me. Okay. That's fine. Just dish it back. Right. Laugh about it. Laugh when he makes the joke about you. Take it, take it for what it is. And then just fire back. You know what I mean? Play along. It's play. You know what I mean? Like in the words of Jordan Peterson, it is play. This is what we're doing. We are playing. We are trying to figure each other out. We're trying to see where everyone stands. Because when you meet someone who's able to take something like that and let it roll off their shoulders, laugh about it, but then fire back, you're going, oh, okay, this guy's got his shit together. Right? He's not He's not going to be overly sensitive. He's going he's gonna to be fun to work with. He's going to be someone that I can just... Because what ends up happening is the ball busting doesn't go on all the time. The ball busting sort of thing is just on occasion, right? If you're someone who can take it and let it roll off your shoulders and you can dish it back, which is even better. It doesn't happen all the time. Everyone kind of goes, they, it's almost like everyone retreats to their corner and they go, okay, this guy gets it. He's cool. He can take it. 
And then like, it's just normal conversation, right? It, it becomes like, all right, we're all, we're all, we're all on the same page here. It's hard for me to explain, but that's the way it works. So if you're a young man right now moving into the workforce and you're going to be working in an environment with other men, you have to understand that this is going to happen. You guys are all going to, to some degree or another, you guys are going to have a ball. You're going to bust each other's balls because that's what guys do. And the best thing you can do is learn to deal with it, laugh about it, don't take it personal, and just throw it right back at them. And it's the same thing for women. If a woman can do it, it's even better. Men, I could tell you, in the Marine, when we were in the Marine Corps, we loved working with the fe- the women, the female Marines that could just dish it out with the men. We just loved it because there is a sense of tension amongst the men and women in the military because there is clear differences. You know, these are women. At the end of the day, it's a woman. We, we have to be very careful about what we say. We have to be very respectful of them, the fact that they are women. We don't want to offend them, right? We don't want to say something that's, uh, you know, sexist. We really don't. We don't want to treat them badly. We don't want to harass them, right? Especially not sexually or anything like that. We, we want them and we want to know like right away, like, are you equal to us? And to a woman hearing this who's not been in the Marine Corps or even maybe has been in the military or something like that or the Marine Corps might kind of be like, what the hell are you saying? Men are sizing you up, right? We're, we're, we're like, how far can we push it with her? And then if we can go, if I can treat her like one of the guys, then I definitely want to be around her. I want to work with her every day. Uh, a, the girl I worked with in, in my uh, shop when, when I was an aviation ordinance, her name was Ireland. Um, she was great. She, she, like I said, she could, she was like one of the guys, you know, she could just dish it out. She, you know, she bust balls all the time. So we, I loved working with her. She was fine. She was great to work with. Um, and then there were other women that worked that way, or there were women who were trying to figure out how to become that way because they never had to be that way. Like they're, they're, you're in a man's world now, whether you agree or whether you like it or not, like that's the Marine Corps. You're, you're in a man's world. And so you have to figure out a way to, 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 to navigate that too. So everyone's trying to figure out how to navigate this world with one another. And if we can all kind of figure out like, oh, this person can take, can take a ball busting, then, then we, can all, we can all get along. This is going to be good. And that's part of it. So if you're in that situation and you just think, and, and I've always said, and I've said it to my uh, junior Marines, and I have my seniors, my sergeants and stuff said the same thing to me. They're saying, David, they would say, King? they never call you by your first name. They go, King, if we're not busting your balls and riding you, you should be worried. It's the moment we ignore you, that's when you should be worried. And it, no, nothing has ever resonated so much more in my life because when I stepped into that role where I was a corporal and I was leading Marines, I could tell you there were Marines I didn't want to talk to because I just didn't want to deal with them. They were such a pain in the ass that you just were like, go, you, you would do, you would just give them menial tasks to get them away from you. It's like, go scrub gun barrels. Like, just get out of here, go away. Get out. I don't even want to see your face because they were just a pain in the ass to deal with. And it's the same. So, you know, people could say, Oh, my coach, you know, he rides me so hard. He's always on my ass about these mistakes I make or, you know, maybe you're playing football or something or hockey or, or, or soccer or whatever. And it's just like, oh, he's always riding my ass. I'm just so tired of it. Or my teacher's always riding my ass. Why is he always picking on me? Like, pick on someone else. It's like, your teacher's on you. Your coach is on you. Your sergeant, your peer, your boss is riding you because your boss likes you. Your coach likes you. Your teacher is invested in you. They want to see you succeed. 
they believe in you. And so they're going to, they're, they're pushing you. If they didn't care about you and if they didn't like you, they wouldn't be doing any of that. They'd ignore you. So I always say this, that if you're, if your peers or your, the people above you are riding you or giving you a hard time, and then one day all of that just magically stops and they ignore you, you screwed up somewhere. You're done. They've, they've lost interest. They're no longer going to invest in you. So I don't, I think that's probably what this was. I think it's what it kind of came down to. There's no way Carlson gets fired for that. Again, this is all speculation. That's what they said. Uh, the article can, continues to go on. Carlson, Carlson's program was the top rated cable news show in the United States. According to Adweek. we'd already said that. However, the breakup follows also a protracted legal battle between the top-rated cable TV network Fox News and the Dominion voting systems in which, Carl, which Carlson was a central figure. Uh, emails and messages made public in the case settled last week in the Wilmington, Delaware court revealed Carlson being conflicted over having guests on his show arguing the 2020 presidential election was rigged and that Dominion voting machines were involved. And that's honestly, listen, we all were conflicted with this with this message. We don't want to say... None of us, none of us uh, want, none of us wanted to say that the 2020 election was rigged. People are always like, oh, you conspiracy theorists. You're just foaming from the mouth. You just couldn't wait to get on there and say, it's like, no, no, no. Yeah, there are people out there that just love a good conspiracy and they'll say whatever. They don't care about the repercussions. They don't think about long-term. They don't think about what this means. But I I did. I know We know Tucker did because Tucker's a professional. You know, Same thing with like Stephen Crowder and all these other guys. These guys don't just willy-nilly shoot, up, shoot from the hip on these things because they have a responsibility. They have a fiduciary responsibility to the people who listen to them to get these things right. And, but they also know, like, what does this mean? Like, if in fact there's election tampering in the United States, what does that mean for the country? What does that mean for us going forward? It's almost like you don't want to believe that it's possible. You don't want to believe that it's even remotely true to any degree. So yeah, you're going to have reservations about bringing people on that are pointing out, hey, uh, these Dominion machines were hacked. Um. There was some evidence there that the Dominion machines were had the ability to be tampered with, but there was no evidence that they were. So the way that all went down, if I'm remembering it correctly, <clears throat> is that people proved that you could hack the Dominion voting machines. They showed it. They proved it. they could do it like in no time at all. For for the record, anything that's hooked up to the internet can probably be can be ta- can be hacked into to some to some degree. You can probably get into it if it's hooked up to a landline or whatever but nobody could prove that it actually happened. And so Dominion's saying, Hey, this is just basically you slandering our company. This is going to cost us billions of dollars. And that's fair enough, you know? Um, but the thing with Fox news is that they were reporting it as, as news, like, Hey, we're hearing that there's a possibility that the Dominion voting machines were involved in the election scandal. And they would bring people on to talk about it and they would talk and and everything. But the problem was, is that there were some text messages that leaked and emails that leaked that showed that, you know, um, Tucker Carlson had some reservations about it. Wasn't sure. Um, uh, Hannity, I think just ultimately told somebody he didn't even believe that there was any election fraud yet. He was reporting to his, to his fan base that there was just goes to show you that Hannity is a bit of a hack. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Sean Hannity. I, I would go on a show if, if I ever became big enough one day. Uh, I would have a, I would 
gladly have a conversation with him, but he gets on my nerves. Um, I think Hannity is Hannity's a puppet uh, for the conservative party. He just, he's a mouthpiece. He'll say whatever he needs to say in order to get the accolades from the GOP. He's not going to, he's not going to say what he probably believes in. I think Tucker is far different than that. I, 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 I trust Tucker far more than I trust Hannity. Um, so it said here reveal Carlson being conflicted over having guests on his show, arguing the 2020 presidential election was rigged and the dominion voting machines were involved. He was also critical in emails, but at least one reporter on the news side of the network, uh, he was, he was also critical in emails, but at least one reporter on the news side of the network reporting dismissively on air about the allegations, arguing the reporter was damaging the company's profitability. Uh, the emails also revealed Carlson's private dislike for former President Trump, who's now at the forefront of 2024 GOP presidential nominee, which is weird. So they say that there's emails that are out there that reveal Carlson has a disdain or dislike for former President Trump. But then there's like photos of him hanging out with President Trump. So I'm not sure what to believe there. That one's a bit strange to me. Um, I might say that that's probably a little bit far-fetched because, like I said, there there are videos, there are photos out there of, of Tucker cutting it up with, with Trump at one of his golf courses. They, they clearly get along. He interviewed Donald Trump. He he landed an interview with Trump for Fox News. Do you, do you really think that if this was the case that Trump would, would agree with that or Tucker would even go in on that? Um, I mean, you could say, well, Tucker knows it's a great opportunity to interview the president, the former president. Sure. Fair enough. But, uh, I just don't see that being the case. Um, Fox settled with dominion, uh, for $787.5 million in a deal in which the network did not have to apologize. Um, people are saying that's a big deal. And that could be the reason why that Tucker got let go is because of that $787.5 million deal. But here's my problem with that. Uh, Fox news is like a billion dollar a year company. I think is what they make an actual profit. Um, that's profit. You know, that's what they report at the end of the year. That's after everyone's paid and, and all the, the, the light, you know, the powers, the power bills paid, the lights are on, you know, the, the, the all your employees are paid. This is a billion dollar company from what I heard. I could have that a little bit backwards. Um, I don't see that being the reason why you'd fire the, the guy that's bringing you the highest ratings. If you're going to make that money back in no time, that's not a huge deal. Now there has been reports that um, because of Tucker Carlson's reporting that they have lost a few sponsors. There's also been calls from the DC war machine from people like Chuck Schumer for Tucker Carlson to be silenced or fired. Uh, AOC has called for Tucker Carlson to be fired or uh, silenced uh, to have restriction put on his speech. So there's pressure coming from a lot of different places because of Tucker. There also were rumors that said that Murdoch was not happy about the way Tucker reported on January 6th, which could be very believable. In fact, that might actually be the thing that caused them to want to part ways with Tucker was because he, he was one of the very few people who was showing us the truth about January 6th. He was not calling it an insurrection because it wasn't, he was showing us the footage of the security tapes. He was leaking the footage. He had more. Here's the thing. Like everyone's mad that Tucker didn't release more footage. Um, 
from the January 6th riot or protest. But the thing is, is I, I think he was, I think they put the kibosh on that. I think he released it and they got so much backlash from people in DC that I think the the people at the top are like, you need to, you need to stop. You cannot, you cannot show any more of this. Like he was prohibited and it's likely that they were putting, they were kind of maybe putting the hands around the neck of Carlson here, tightening the leash on him, if you will. And he may have willfully stepped away from Fox news. We don't really know. Again, these are all kind of, these are all speculations. We have really no idea what the truth is behind Tucker and, and Fox splitting up. We can only speculate at this point until maybe Tucker or somebody comes out and says, well, this is why it happened. I will say that this article went on to say that Fox Corporation stocked, uh, stock dropped more than 4% on Monday after that announcement. It lost 4% just on the announcement of them firing Tucker. That's how much value Tucker has brought to Fox News. Now, I will say this. This this is bad for Fox. This is great for Tucker. Uh, I, I have to believe that Tucker's not worried one bit if this was something that blindsided him, if he didn't see this coming. He is going to be capable of going on anywhere he wants. He could go to any network he wants if that's what he wants to do. The Blaze has already announced that they would love to have him. Um, he'll have no issue. I... Me personally, if I'm Tucker, I'm going and starting my own thing. TuckerCarlson.com. I'll have my. He can have his own podcast, his own t- show. He could be on Rumble. He could be on YouTube. He could be wherever he wants. He won't be on YouTube for very long. They'll demonetize him and kick him off. But he he'll have no issue if he goes right now, starts TuckerCarlson.com, puts it behind a paywall, nine dollars a month, you know, nine ninety nine a month or whatever, five ninety nine a month, something reasonable. And then goes on Rumble and does videos and then has other content behind the paywall. He'll make $100 million a year. There's no doubt. There's no doubt in my mind. This guy will break. He'll make more money doing this for himself than he'll ever than he ever would at Fox. And I think he was making like 30 million a year at Fox. Um, he's fine. This is bad for Fox. This is a this is a huge stake into the heart of that company. Um, this is, this is far different than I think getting rid of Bill O'Reilly. I think it's far different than getting rid of some of the other people they've gotten rid of. This is going to be a huge blow. And, uh, there was, uh, an article that I saw, uh, uh, Dan Bongino, he parted ways with Fox news as well. Um, he said it was mutual. They just couldn't come to an agreement on his extension. Maybe that's the case. Maybe that's him just kind of taking the political way out. I don't know. Again, that's speculating speculation, but we have all these kind of very conservative uh, individuals being let go from Fox. It makes you kind of wonder how much is Fox trying to shift itself back to the middle to being more moderate. We, we know we already know there's issues there with that because we remember the 2020 protests. We remember the COVID situation. We, you know, we've been watching what the pundits have said on Fox News. It's one of the reasons why I quit watching after COVID and everything else. The things that they were saying, it was like, oh, yeah, you're you're playing the you're playing from the same fiddle as the guys at CNN and MSNBC. You're just you got a different mask on, but you're the same exact person. And so I have 
I have no, I have no interest in listening to it. And so I think this is pretty much going to be, I think this is going to hurt Fox quite a bit. I don't think it's going to obviously be the end of Fox news. Fox news isn't going anywhere. Just like CNN, CNN's ratings are just absolute garbage. Same thing with MSNBC, but they don't seem to ever go away. You know, there's no, there's no declaring bankruptcy or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, this is a win for Tucker. This is a lose for Fox. If it was Murdoch who did it, I'd be very surprised. Uh, but that's what that's the speculation that he's the one reason why it came from the top, and he wanted him gone. Um, and again, maybe that's the case. I don't know. Uh, Megan Kelly came on and she had some things to say about it. Here is it after Fox News announced on Monday that it had parted ways with primetime host Tucker Carlson. Megan Kelly, a former Fox personality herself, slammed the development as a poor decision on the part of the network. Well, sounds like what something I said. Suggesting it may present an opportunity for Carlson to bolster his career. No kidding. It definitely will. There's no doubt about it. He's a smart guy. He's quite capable. He was already working out of his own studio for his uh, show. Most people don't know this, but he went to Adam Carolla's podcast. Was inspired by what Adam Carolla had built. Adam Carolla has a warehouse full of race cars and a podcast studio. This is where he works from. You know, uh, you know, Adam Carolla doesn't have to go to a radio station. He doesn't have to go report to anybody. He reports to himself. He has his own studio. He has a place for him. It's his zen. It's, it's surrounded by race cars, which is his happy place. And so that's where he wants to work. And Tucker was like, this makes sense. And so that's what Tucker did is he built his own studio in his backyard. And he works from there. He, he, he would say he gets up about seven or eight o'clock in the morning and has you know, does sits in his sauna. He does spends the morning with his wife. They have, I think he drinks coffee or tea or whatever and gets prepared for his day. And he goes into his studio, which is his kind of Zen place. It's been, it's built to his liking. It has, it's got wood and real materials and things like that. It's not like a cold studio. And, and he likes that. And so he's already set up to a degree to just start doing things for himself. You know, Fox can come in and collect the cameras and the, and the personnel and Tucker can hire his own people and buy all of his own equipment. Um, so she goes on to say here, I think it's a massive error. I think it's a massive misjudgment of what their audience wants. Well, that's a, that's for sure. Uh, she said this on her podcast, uh, Carlson hosted Tucker Carlson tonight since 2016, his last show on Friday, April 21st, the network did not identify a reason for the controversial host ouster though, uh, the moves follows a settlement with the dominion, uh, defamation allegations, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Kelly, for her part, suggested that the departure was possibly unrelated to the suit, given that other prominent network figures also played a role in that dispute. She says, if this is a reaction to the Dominion lawsuit, why is Maria uh, Bartiromo there? Why is Janine Pereiro still there? Why is Suzanne Scott still there? The CEO of Fox News uh, still there. She, she questioned... She got them in she got them in far more trouble with her executive emails panicking about Dominion and and the audience than anything Tucker did. That's a fair point. Uh, the network stocks plunged in the aftermath of the decision. Carlson's show was the top rated cable show on television. Blah 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 blah. So, yeah. So Megyn Kelly even said this doesn't make any sense. It 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 doesn't add up. What's going on here? I really hope that we can hear from Tucker about this. I hope he comes out with something. I, I would love it if he went on Adam Carolla's podcast because he's very good friends with Adam, and I know Adam would have him any time. Uh, and maybe give it out why he's separated. It, it would be really, it would be really nice to know. Um, 
why he he left. Uh, this is a breaking article here, just coming out now. It says Carlson's departure from Fox stirs positive reactions from conservatives. Uh, Tucker Carlson's departure from Fox News on Monday stirred positive reactions from conservatives on social media. Satire website The Babylon Bee tweeted an article with the headline Fox News fires the only reason people watch Fox News. That's true. It's certainly the truth for me. Uh, the post garnered nearly 60,000 likes in less than three hours. I, I love the Babylon Bee. Those guys are absolutely great. I, I would love to to just talk to those guys one day. It'd be so much fun. Uh, good for Tucker. Trust me, he doesn't need them, tweeted reporter Megan Kelly, as we just said on that last article. She's she's 100% right. She doesn't need to, uh, Fox. Fox needed him. They're going to soon learn that, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, her... Her Fox News show is actually replaced by Tucker Carlson tonight in 2017. That's funny. Actually, I didn't I didn't realize that, but that's the case. Uh, it says, I know I know he will be missed, and more importantly, will go on to do great things, Fox News contributor Caitlyn Jenner said. Remember when the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi kicked me off uh kicked me off of all of my committees? I was set free. So is Tucker Carlson. Can't wait said Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted. I agree. I think you released I think you released the the beast from its cage. You know, Tucker Tucker was always pushing the envelope with his show. I'm wondering how much more he could push with his own program where he's not emboldened to anybody but himself. He simply goes on and does his own show. I I'm telling you, I feel like he would be a disaster to reckon with. He will be so big and do so well. And he could have other people come on. I mean, hell, he could start his own damn network. Uh, other commenters speculated that Carlson, Carlson's ambitions may reach beyond the media to the Oval Office. He's running, conservative commentator Stephen Miller tweeted. He's not running for president. There's no way in hell. This is like Democrats saying that Oprah's going to run for president, and she never did because Oprah knows the lane that she needs to stay in. Oprah's like, I don't know if it's the same thing with Tucker per se, but like Oprah knows that if she were to run for president, that it would undo everything that she's built in her empire. Because what happens when you run for president is everybody finds all the dirt on you and they throw it up against the wall and they see what sticks. And so... And they did that with Trump, clearly. I mean, Trump was the biggest example of that. Like, Trump, people forget, like, everybody loved Donald Trump before he ever got into politics. Trump was loved from the 80s on up. They wrote books about him. He was in movies. Rappers rapped about him. Like, everybody loved Trump. That's why he was on TV. He was always appearing with celebrities. And he runs for president, and then these people, they they, they turn tail, and, and they just find everything they can to throw throw him into to try and throw him into the fire the same thing would happen to oprah same thing would probably happen to uh tucker so he's not going to run for president tucker is like he, so oprah stays in her lane she's like no i'm gonna do tv shows i'm gonna write books and people are gonna love me and i'll go down as as, as one of the greatest women in in talk show and book writing history whatever you want to call it tucker will do this probably the same thing he's like no i'm, I'm gonna journalism is where i'm at this is what i love and people will remember me for that. I don't want to run for president and undo all of that. So uh, he, it goes on here to say that he's always downplayed the possibility of running for president, but that's that. But that's an open possibility now. Conservative activist Christopher Rufo tweeted, there's no way. There's just no way. I'm calling it right now. There's no way in hell Carlson runs for president. There's just no way. He's not going to do it. 
He'd be, he'd be foolish to do that. Go build your empire, Tucker. You have built yourself. You have put yourself on this, this stage to build an empire for yourself. So go do it. Don't do not ruin that by running for president. You run for president. You're, you're irrelevant in four years. Simple as that. You'll have to start over again. Don't do that. Stupid. Uh, yeah, so some sort of conservatives are pretty thrilled about it. I'm actually kind of excited about it. I'd love to see. Uh, I'd love to see where it goes and and what he does with this. I think he he the world's his oyster. I'm not worried about him. That's for sure. I would, you know, sometimes when you hear somebody get fired, like Bill O'Reilly, actually. For, when I heard he got let go from Fox, I was kind of like, oh, I guess that's the end of Bill O'Reilly. And the reason why I said that was because Bill O'Reilly's old. No offense, Bill. Sorry. And in my mind, he was kind of at the peak of his career. And I felt like Bill O'Reilly really needed a Fox News to be successful. He needed a platform like that to really get out in front of the people. And so I kind of felt like he was done. Now, he's not. He's still around. I don't know if he's as popular or doing as well as he used to do, but he's obviously doing well enough. But for Tucker, I like. I don't think Tucker needs Fox. I don't think he needs a big platform like that. I think he can go off and do his own thing very successfully, especially like right now. If he announces, oh, yeah, TuckerCarlson.com, we're going to be doing videos. Okay, there you go. You know, Or maybe he'll team up with Daily Wire Plus. Like That would be interesting. Holy cow. I, I know he won't do ta- Daily Wire Plus. I don't think Daily Wire Plus suits him. Uh, but then again, I, I say I say I was going to say that that the Blaze would suit Tucker Carlson. But even then, I don't know because I just don't see Tucker Carlson doing ad reads in the middle of his monologue. I just don't see him wanting to do that. But I don't think Glenn Beck really does that that often. Not certainly not in the middle of an like a monologue like like. Ben Shapiro will be complaining about what transgender individuals are doing. Like some, he'll be like, these transgenders egged my house and they called my wife a whore. And I'm so upset about it. And, and by the way, Steven Crowder, he's, he's just as bad. And he's like visibly upset. And then he'll go, but first let's talk about your VPN. Uh, if your VPN is, if you're on the regular internet, that's bad. Let's talk about the, it's like, well, wait a minute. You were literally just talking about how you were mad at the trans gender community calling your wife a whore and egging your house. And now you literally in the middle of your conversation, like, and, but first let's talk about VPNs or first let's talk about, uh, uh, car insurance. Yeah, that's right. Car insurance. My name is Ben Shapiro. And let's talk about car insurance. It's like, you just kind of lose a little bit of the, it's like, uh, okay. It doesn't feel genuine, right? It doesn't feel like genuine anger when someone breaks off from their rant into, uh, uh, you know, talking about uh, changing your VPN. It just, it seems weird to me, but anyway, I digress. And I don't see Tucker doing that. And that's what daily wire wants you to do. We've learned that from the whole thing with, with Steven Crowder and his, his issues with the, the contract that they offered him. Uh, he didn't want to do ad reads in the middle of his segments. It's not what he likes to do. Um, I'm sure they could work around that. I think daily wire would probably bend over backwards for Tucker. Uh, I certainly know the place would, I don't know if any of them can afford Tucker. That's the question. Um, and, and honestly, again, I don't think Tucker needs them. He can go off and do his own program. He really does not need to go to another another company and be beholden to them. He'd be better off being let go and being free. Say what you got to say. 
Uh, so that's that. We'll find out. Maybe we'll learn some more later today about it. Um, and we'll, we'll check back in later, next, later this week with some more information. We're so, certainly going to keep my eye on it. Uh, I'm going to miss his openers cause I loved watching his openers on YouTube. Uh, so I'll be missing that. Hopefully he gets back on soon. Another article here. Uh, if you haven't been keeping up with the Bud Light, uh, scandal, if you don't know anything about it, Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch, the company decided to, uh, put Dylan Mulvaney, a transgender, uh, a man who's transgendered, he's trans, he's transitioned, excuse me, I can't even say it, into a woman. Uh, he's still a man. That's how this sort of thing works. He's just now a weirdo. Um, Bud Light got huge uh, backlash for that. They ended up losing about $5 billion in net sales, uh, which is a lot. I, I, obviously, it's not going to bankrupt Bud Light, but $5 billion, a five billion loss in sales is enough for you to take notice. There's no doubt about it. That's a lot of lot of money. Uh, even the distributors and sales guys were all saying like they've never seen anything like this. They have no calls, no restocks, no nothing. They they can't push product after this uh, release. And it goes to show you. And I want to say this real quick before I read this article. The conservative voice is far larger than I think we realize. I don't think we're putting enough. We don't give ourselves enough credit. I, I know that the media makes you think like you're the minority, but the reality is, is the Dylan Mulvaney's are the minorities of the world. There's not the, the transgender community is the minority. The ones who want you to, you to allow your kids to be mutilated, that you can't say no, that you'll have no, you have no right to tell your child what they can and can't be. And you should, you should allow them to go on the puberty blockers or be castrated that you should allow your child to go to drag queen story hour. These groups are the minority. They are not, they are not the majority. It's not even close. And so when conservatives come together and say, you know what, we're not going to stand for this. And because you are promoting it, I'm going to take my business elsewhere. It works. It clearly works. And I think we should really take a, a look at this and go, Oh, okay. Um, we, we need to continue to do this sort of thing. We need to, we need to put our money where our mouth is and, and say, if, if this company is going to promote these sort of ideals that I don't agree with, then I'm going to actively try to, to go elsewhere with my money. I do this every day. I don't do it publicly. I don't believe in boycotts. I have always said, like, if you, if you boycott a company, uh, it's a slippery slope because you're going to find it very difficult that most companies agree with your 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 morals uh, or, or agree with you on everything for that matter. Um, and so it's a kind of a slippery slope if you want to remain authentic and, and not become kind of a hypocrite. You end up you're going to end up boycotting everything. You'll you'll be like naked living in the woods, you know, or, or in a basement somewhere because you can't you can no longer can buy a product from anybody. My, my thing is this, uh, I don't drink Bud Light. I haven't drank Bud Light in probably well over a decade. decade. The, it, the beer tastes like straight garbage. Um, it's not a good beer. Most of Anheuser product, Anheuser-Busch products aren't very good. Um, the moment craft beer touches your tongue, you, you, you'll have a hard time going back to Anheuser-Busch uh, because it's just so much better tasting. It, it tastes like real beer. Like it just has a great flavor. And when you go taste this stuff, it tastes like fake byproduct or just like water. It's not good. It tastes like watered down beer. It's kind of what it tastes like. So for me, this is an easy one. I just don't buy their product anymore at all. But, um, 
yeah, I think if you, if you can go buy a different brand, you know, it's like, Hey, I, I don't, I don't like this because we're, 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 we're approaching the bridge too far. Uh, because this transgender movement's getting out of hand. Um, it's getting very violent. It's getting very, it's going into strange territory. It's, this is really no longer about like a guy who just wants to privately change his sex or a woman who wants to privately change her sex. Um, they're, they're now coming after the children. They're, they're now demanding other sorts of acknowledgements. Um, the, 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 the drag queen thing is now a big part of it. It's, it's no longer now just like, Hey, um, I'm a guy. I want to transition into a woman and I, and I just want to be accepted for that. And, and, and here's the thing. I've seen some men who have transitioned to women where it's, it's very hard to tell. Um, very hard, but there is always like this kind of, you kind of have like this, there is something about it, right? Cause you look at him and go, that is a woman, but there's something about that woman. that's strange. You know what I mean? So you always can kind of still tell, but when it's to that degree, if I didn't know the person and I had no idea they transitioned, I probably would call them a woman because you just, you walk up, they look like a woman. They, they act like a woman. They talk like you, you would there's that. And, and that's acceptable, right? To a degree. But like the, the idea that you, you clearly look like a guy and you're like, I'm going to go compete in women's sports now. And you have to agree to that. No, I'm not agreeing to that. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely absurd. Like, no, no, go away. You're, you're, this is, this is just tomfoolery. So it's, it's turning into something more radical. Um, and I think we need to do what we can to avoid this continuing down this path because we see that I think conservative, I think conservatives have learned and I, and I especially believe that Christians have learned and are starting to learn that the silent approach doesn't work, especially in the church. The idea that Christians can just sit on their hands and do nothing and just go hide in the church and just pretend like the outside world doesn't matter and that we don't have to say anything about it is it, it's absolutely insanity. You have to, you'll have to, you have no choice now because we've sat on our hands for so long as, as a group that these, the, that these radical individuals have now have now gained so much momentum and so much territory that now we're being forced. Like, no, they're in the church now because you didn't do anything in the community because you didn't go out and say, no, that's wrong because you didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings because for so long, Christians were told that they were, uh, uh, too harsh, too, uh, inclusive, uh, hateful. And so the Christian church decided to say, you know what, instead of calling people out for the things that they do in the name of God, we're just going to keep our mouths shut. And, uh, we're going to go back into the church and we're going to close our doors and we're all going to stay amongst one another. And we're not going to, we're just not going to say anything. We're not going to get involved in politics. We're not going to get involved in the culture. Uh, we're just going to come over here. And if you want to join us, that's great. We'd love to have you, but you know, if not, that's fine. You go do you, but that's not working because now these folks are in the church. They have come through the front door. They have infiltrated. They are now pastors of a church. They're in the pulpit teaching their, their rhetoric, their blasphemy, that is what they are doing. It, 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 there's no longer you sitting on your hands and, and pretending like nothing's happening. There's no putting on, there's no burying your head in the sand anymore. If you are a Christian in the United States, you have two choices. You can sit back and do nothing and let them continue to erode away at the fundamentals, the, the, the ideology, the beliefs, the core beliefs of Christianity 
And eventually they will. They will erode it completely away and completely bastardize it. You could do that or you could stand up and fight and you can resist and you can say, no, that is not right. It is wrong to do this. It is wrong to believe in that. It is wrong to do, to act like that. And even though you act that way, and even though you're blatantly a sinner living in sin, and guess what? So am I. Jesus still came, died for us, rose, and, and, and saved us from our sins. It doesn't matter. You can have gay people in your church. You can have a tranny in your church. But you are not to tell the tranny or the gays that their lifestyle is, is perfectly acceptable under the eyes of God because it is not. That would be a lie. That would be condemning them. And why would you do it? To tickle your to tickle their ear? To protect yourself? You're not doing either one. You're condemning them to appease yourself so that you don't get into the confrontation. Shame on you. You'll be judged for it, especially if you're a pastor. The Bible says those who preach from the pulpit will be judged much harder than those who didn't. So if you're a pastor at a church who's burying his head in the sand right now, or if you're a pastor at a church that's going, you know what, maybe we don't need to be, maybe we could be a little more, lee- we can give some leeway on the on the LGBTQ plus community. You will be judged harder than you, than I or anyone else for, the, for those actions. You will have to answer to God for it. I'll answer to God for what I have to, that what I've done for sure. But God has said that he will judge you harder because you are a teacher. You're the shepherd. You're supposed to be leading the flock and you're leading the flock right off the cliff. You're leading the flock into the wolf's den, the lion's den. That is what you're doing by doing that. You can't do it anymore. So this idea that we just bury our heads in the sand and do nothing is done. It's over. We have no choice but to get out there and and step up and it's going to be ugly. (coughs) And you're going to lose friends and you're going to upset people and your family members maybe even not like it. You may even lose a family member in it. Jesus said, I didn't come uh, in peace, but I came with a sword. Let me pull that up. I'm pulling it up. This is real time. This is real time, everybody. Matthew 10, 34 through 36. Matthew chapter 10, verse 34 through 36. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to earth. This is Jesus, okay? This is the Lord and Savior, the man who rose from the grave. He died and he conquered death. He came out. He's resurrected. He saved us from our sins. He came to save you and I from ourselves because we can't do it. We're not capable. I'm a Christian. I'm saved. And I'm still not capable of, there's nothing I can do on this planet. No matter what I do, I could cure cancer. I could save kids from dying of cancer and it's still not enough to get into heaven because of of our fallen nature. So Jesus came to help us with that. And here he is. This is what he said. This is what Jesus said. So for all of you out there who want to be pacifists, who want to sit in a corner, who want to hide, who want to bury their head in the sand, this is what Jesus said. Do not think that I've come to to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have cut him to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And one's foes will be members of one's own household. In other words, I'm not coming here to bring peace upon the earth. I'm not coming here to tell you that everything's going to be all right. I'm telling you that you're going to have to fight. That you're going to have to stand up. That you're going to have to get involved. One way or another, you're going to have to say, no, I have had enough. I'm not putting up with this anymore. What you're doing is wrong. 
and you will not impose that that sin, that lifestyle, that disgusting behavior, your mental health issues where you need to go get psychiatric help, you will not impose that on me, and I'm not going to participate. And if that means that we can no longer associate, you're going to you're, you're going to defriend. We're not going to be friends anymore. We can't be. Fit, we can't see each other anymore. My my sister never longer wants to talk to me. My dad no longer wants to. Whatever, whatever that means. That's what it takes. Stand on your principles, everybody. That's what you have to do. And I I chased a huge rabbit there, all because of this article. Another says here the title of the article: Another Bud Light marketing executive placed on leave over Dylan Mulvaney backlash. So the boycott is working. Bud Light and Heiser Bush is hearing you. They are saying, "Whoa, we messed up." Here's the thing. I, 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 corporations need to stop getting involved in the culture. If you sell M&Ms, then sell M&Ms. You don't need to make the M&Ms gay. Nobody cares. You don't need to make the M&Ms feminine. Nobody cares. People liked the M&M characters because they were funny. It was that simple. They were goofy and ridiculous. But the idea that's like, well, we have to be more inclusive with our M&Ms. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? Just sell M&Ms. You're a candy company, for crying out loud. When you do things like this, you alienate so many people. Like, if I had an M- if I had a candy company, I probably would not be like, well, I need to be... I, I, I wouldn't do anything to alienate anybody. I wouldn't get political. I might put a Bible verse on there because I believe in expressing my faith. That would probably be the extent of it, but I certainly wouldn't get political. I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk about politics. I wouldn't talk about the like LGBTQ rights or race or anything. I would just sell candy. That's what I would do. I'd say, Hey, I've got a candy bar. It's really freaking good. I love candy, you know, <laughs> but these companies like the beer companies, like, let's, let's get Dylan Mulvaney. Like why in the world would you ever think that putting, first of all, Dylan Mulvaney is probably one of the worst transgender people you could possibly put on anything because he is an absolute joke. I don't know how anyone takes this dude seriously. He plays, he plays the worst stereotypes of women. He's not, he's not acting like a woman. He's acting like the like 1950s sitcom stereotype of a woman. And it's insulting. Like if I was a real woman, I would be insulted by this guy. Like you, you, this is what you think a woman is. And many women are insulted by him. So the boycott's working. It says a second, a second Bud Light marketing executive has been placed on leave for having organized a collaboration with transgender activist Dylan Mulvaney, a parent company Anheuser-Busch says. Um... The brewing company put Daniel Blake, vice president of mainstream brands, on leave this past weekend, according to the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Last week, Bud Light Marketing Vice President Alicia Heinerscheid, Heinerscheid, I don't know how to say that, took a leave of absence following the Mulvaney controversy. Budweiser's global vice president Todd Allen will replace Heinerscheid, but the company has not named a replacement for Blake. People familiar with the matter have told news outlets that the executives were not voluntarily placed on leave. In other words, you're fired. You lost the company $5 billion with your woke activism. Corporations, take heed. Stop hiring these social justice warrior activists. Hire people that will, who are going to represent your brand in a way that represents the product in, such a, in a good way. You can do a commercial that's inclusive. Like you can have the black people, the white people, the Hispanic people. You can have a gay guy in there for who cares, whatever. You know, we roll our eyes like, ugh, more gay stuff. It's like all in your face. You can have all that. 
without being over the top ridiculous, like in your face about it. Like we're going to paint our cans rainbow. It's like, or we're going to make our hockey players wear rainbow flags. Why do we do this? Why do we have to have an LGBTQ night for hockey or for football or for anything? Why do we celebrate who people sleep with? We don't do this for straight folks. There's no flag for straight pride. There's nobody like I sleep with the opposite sex and I'm proud of it. And I'm going to, and I'm going to march down the street and wave a flag and show everybody. And if you don't accept it, and if you don't come over here and congratulate me, then you're a bigoted xenophobe. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't care. Nobody cares who you sleep with. Stop doing parades. And the parades are absolutely absurd. There's like parades where people are actually having sex on the floats. Like that's happened. So when you see it, it's like, this isn't about you wanting to be accepted because you're a homo a homosexual. Like, no, this isn't about that. This isn't about you wanting everybody just to understand who you are and let you live your life. It's gone beyond that because you have all the same rights as everyone else. If you want to go be in a union and pay dif- be in a different tax bracket, you can do that now. Now this has gone to, it's like, well, we're coming after your kids. They've all but said it. They did a music video about it. They're we're coming for your kids. Yay. There's nothing you could do about it. We're coming for your kid. <laughs> that shouldn't scare you at all. No. So they're all saying it. They, they, they're telling us that they're coming for the children. They're sexually provocative in the streets. It's completely like, it's just over the top. This isn't, this isn't what Hollywood wants you to believe. Hollywood always hosts, just, just depicts the, the man meeting another man in a very romantic relationship. And they fall in love and live happily ever after. Just like Cinderella and, and Snow White and all the other child classics. It's just this time it's two men instead of a man and a woman. But look, it's just, it's normal. Look, they love each other. They're going to adopt a kid and raise a family and live happily ever after in the suburbs. Mm, yes, up does Bob mowing his lawn while Todd trims the bushes. <laughs> yes, look, they're living a normal life. And listen, that may be the case for some of them, but that is not what we're seeing on the streets. That's not the reality of what we're seeing. What Hollywood and people want you to believe is happening, which is this is a wholesome thing, no different than a, uh, a relationship between a man and a woman. That's not what we're actually seeing. We're seeing people wearing almost no clothing, performing sexual acts on one another in the streets, involving children, hypersexualized activity, and it's very disturbing. And we don't want any part of it. And it's gone too far. It's no longer, it's like people say in the 90s, well, gay people just want to get married. And the Christians and I, we all had the argument, well, you can't because it's it's a godly thing, but whatever, yeah, if you want to be in a union, that's cool. And the argument was, and, and from my perspective, it was like, I don't care who you sleep with. I don't care who you want to be with. What you do is between you and God, okay? If you want to join in a union with the same sex, uh, that's on you. That. You go do that. Um, and I still believe that to a degree. Like I, I, I'm not in the, I am not in the business of, of the government regulating how you live your life. And I'm a diehard bubble Bible thumping Christian. Like again, what you do in the privacy of your own home is between you and God. Now, if you ask me, uh, Dave, what do you think about, uh, being homosexual? I will say it is a sin and it's an abomination under God. It's an abomination to God. And you should repent and get away from it. You should seek repentance and and try to find a way to away from that lifestyle. Uh, but I'm not going to throw a rock at you. I'm not going to throw you off of a building. I'm not going to chastise you. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to force you to believe in God. I'm not going to force you to believe in my Bible because the Bible tells me I can't do that. And I don't want to do that. 
Like, I don't want to force someone to believe in Jesus because that is not the way this works. In order for someone to be saved by God, like I just spoke about five minutes ago, if you want to be saved by Jesus, you want to accept his love and be saved by him, you have to accept it. In other words, you have to open your heart to it. You can't be forced into it. I can't legally make you become saved. It's not how it works. And so, and I tell this to Christians, I get, I get flack from this from, from a lot of, you know, older Christians are, well, you know, you're, you're wrong because we really got to, we got to get involved. It's like, no, 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 we can get involved. I don't believe we should get involved with legislation. I do believe there is a point of legislation. I think we should protect kids, right? I, I think we should, there are barriers that should be set, right? You don't need people acting a fool on the streets. So there, there are, there are rules to be made for sure. Just like there's rules to be made for straight couples. You know what I mean? You don't want a man and a woman sleeping or, you know, fornicating on the streets. You don't want that to be legal. You don't want a man and a woman trying to involve kids in some sort of weird sexual act like many of the LGBTQ are trying to do right now. Okay. There must be barriers uh, to this. But if you want people to change, if you want people to see Christ, you have their, their hearts have to be changed. And the only thing that you can do is plant the seed. You can, you can be a good witness. Uh, you can preach to them. You can, you can tell them about Jesus. You can tell them about your own life experiences, whatever you have. You can try to lead the horse to water, but you can't make the horse drink. That's the point. And you can't legislate the horse to drink the water either. Okay. If the person's unwilling to find Christ and, and, and move forward in that and not open up their heart to it, there's nothing you can do about it. And there's no law in the world that's going to save them because when they go home in the privacy of their home, they're not worshiping Christ. They're not praying over their food to God. They're going to, they're going to be, they're going to be an atheist. They're going to ignore him. Right. And so I, I do believe that they can go do what they want to do. Now I, I, I understand to the other side of it. There's conservatives who say, Dave, but look what you, we've done. We've given them out a cookie and now they want a glass of milk. Like it's a slippery slope. Once you, once you allow the gay community to get married, now we have all these other issues. It's like, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like that's not true because I know some um, people in the gay community who disagree with that too, because they are also quite conservative in the sense that they don't like this either. <laughs> they're, they're very much against uh, what is happening in the LGBTQ community. They don't like it. Um, they were very much the people that just wanted to be equal under the law uh, like the rest of us. And that was it. All they wanted. They didn't want anything else. Um, and now it's kind of gone a little bit too far. So there are group, there are a group, there is a group in there, but they're, they are, they're, they're silenced. They're not liked. Uh, my friend who's in that group, he, he tells me every day he gets chastised. He gets ousted and verbally abused by the, the people in his own community, the LGBTQ community. Um, and they, they're, you know, it's unfortunate that they turn on their own. You see this all the time with very radical leftists. They, they, they're very quick to turn on their own people. You, you either toe the line or you get turned on quick. And so we're seeing Anheuser-Busch here. They're, they're, they've laid off. They've let their, they put their people on leave. They're more than likely they're going to get fired and replaced. Uh, and that's good. I, I would like to see Anheuser-Busch um, get back into the business of making funny commercials than the business of making relative ads. I always loved Anheuser-Busch ads during the Super Bowl. They were always the funny ads. You know, they, they were just ridiculous. Like guys tunneling their way through the wall in their fridge, into the wall, into their neighbor's fridge to take their butt light. Like it's just silly, stupid stuff like that. It's funny. And we could all laugh. Uh, we could all laugh, 
and 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 get along and move on. But now they've gotten this kind of you know political activism where they have to preach to us. They had the the what's his name Seth Rogen or whatever is and uh, that that female com- comic that's not very funny. Amy Schumer. She's not funny at all. She's horrible. Sitting there preaching us to us like we're at a gay marriage mar- wedding and look this is a perfectly good thing you you should like it and if you don't like it it's like what the f- what the hell is this it's supposed to be about beer why are you doing this you know like we don't want to see this stuff we just want to watch funny commercials and watch football and all laugh together we don't need to have things that alienate one another because these are that's what they do politics alien I, I listen if I think that my podcast will upset you. I don't talk to you about it. I know the people that would be upset by my podcast, by things that I say. And so I don't talk about those things with those people because I know it alienates them. We'll talk about other stuff. We can talk about gardening or sports or whatever things we, we like. It's the, you know, it's the thing like you don't talk about religion or politics at the family, at the dinner table. Well, how about we make a rule where we don't talk about religion or politics at the Super Bowl ads. How about that? Let's all just have fun. You know, let's all put our feet up, eat some chips and dip, drink a couple brewskis and just enjoy life. But instead it's like, nope, this is an opportunity for us to social, to, to be, to raise our EOS, our ERC scores or whatever. And, 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 and preach to the masses, but it doesn't work. It just pisses everybody off and everyone shuts down. Like nobody wants to see it. And so hopefully now that they've laid these people off, they, they'll finally realize the error of their ways and they'll come around and start making funny commercials again. Uh, I doubt it. Um, most of these woke corporations are not trying to appeal to you and I. They're trying to appeal to the ESG scores, like I said. Uh, they are trying to get in the good graces of the global economy, the globalists, and not so much its buyers, because there's more money to be had when you appeal to the banks than there is with the consumer, or at least that's what they think. We'll see how that actually plays out. Well, folks, on that note, we went pretty long. It was a good time. I had a lot to say. It's been gone for like I've been gone for two weeks. It's good to be back. Uh, if you love the show, be sure to tell a friend. It helps. Every time you tell a friend to listen to this show, that friend might go tell another friend to listen to this show. And before we know it, we have tons of people listening to the show. So it costs you nothing but just a fraction of your time. But it means the world to me. So if you like the show, tell someone. If you like the show, subscribe. Be sure to subscribe. In fact, uh, go now to wherever you get your podcast and hit the subscribe button. You can also review us there. That costs you nothing. You can leave a five-star review on Apple iTunes or Spotify. That would be freaking awesome. Maybe you have opinions on what I talked about today. Maybe you don't. Either way, you can hit me up at davidking.therant at gmail.com. You can email me there. If I start getting enough emails, we might have a little fun email segment where I answer questions. So if you have a question for me, you can send those questions to davidking.therant at gmail.com. I'll leave a link in the description of the podcast. You can also hit me up on Twitter, The Rant with DK, and also on Instagram and Facebook. So... With that being said, folks, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all that you do. It's off to work on the addition of my house now. I have I wear many hats, and I'm about to go put on the contractor hat now. So thank you so much for, every, for everything. Like I said, if you have questions or comments, you could hit me up. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a good night. Take care.
people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir.